life can get pretty complicated. In the Simply Practically Human podcast, Mark Labusque talks to incredible humans to see the way forward more clearly through the complexity in the world and in our heads. Let's get ready to thrive. Hey, g'day there, fellow humans. Mark Labusque here for the Simply Practically Human podcast, my short, sharp version for the week. Hope you've had a great week wherever you may be in the world. I know there's uh, some countries that I get notes from to say that they listen to uh, the podcast and um, I sort of think, wow, we didn't didn't expect that, which sort of leads me into my topic today. So uh, yeah, maybe I'm making some judgments about some different countries and think, well, I wonder why people from that particular country listen to podcasts. I thought they'd be more into, into something else. So today's topic, short and sharp that it will be, is about judgment and about making judgment. And I'm going to share a little bit about some of my recent experiences with judgment and particularly to do with, as my appearance has changed over the last 14 to 16 months, so too has the way that I've been judged. So a great example of that was uh, just this week. I haven't really visited the barber too often in the last 16 months. I've decided to Maybe it's a late life crisis, not a midlife crisis at 56, but I've decided I'm just going to let this mane of hair of mine grow. And um, what has been usually for the last nine years or so, pretty much short back and sides as such with a little bit more on top, it's now become a bit of a mop. And I do cop a fair bit of uh, shit from some members of my family. Hello, Amy Jane Labusque, uh, who will say that, uh, what are you doing with your hair? So- there's that. There's also been the um, addition of a couple of new tattoos on my body in a forearm of uh, Frankie the Robot. Uh, some of you would have seen Frankie on the front cover of my book, the lovely and dear character he is to me, underpins a lot of what I do. And also on the other arm is a um, circle of what I call labuskisms. And they're the things that I say and the things that if I'm going to forget something in a keynote, I might just look down at my arm and then remember to say that thing. So there's a couple of tattoos, there's the longer hair, and then there's also, let's call them a series of bracelets that are now on my right wrist. There's a red one, a blue one, there's some multicolored ones. And guess what's happened over the last sort of 12 months or so is that people who 16 months back had said to me, you know, you look like you're out of the army or you've been in the forces. And, you know, when did you come out of there? That was the sense we got from you. And now asking me where I go surfing. And um, they say it's all to do with the appearance. And I think that's one of, if not the most important thing that we look at when we are judging other people is we look to their appearance. And uh, even just this week running a, I thought was a pretty um, a great afternoon with a great bunch of humans from a company called Carton Cloud. Vincent Fletcher, um, the founder and his team um, of about 60 people we had up on the Gold Coast. And um, when I arrived there, one of the guys told me that uh, he saw me sitting down in the back of the room and he was thinking I must be the photographer because I was taking some photos with my phone of, of some of the activities they were doing before we started. And he went and asked Vincent and Vincent said, no, he's the guy that's speaking this afternoon. And um the response from this other human being, which I thought was amazing and so good that he told me, was, oh, if he brings out any bloody incense or if he brings out any of that sort of weird, fluffy, kumbaya stuff, I'm going back to work. So the judgment had been made that uh, the guy at the back of the room with the 
a little bit of a scruffy mop of hair and some bangles on and uh, and a few tattoos was uh, was a cameraman and couldn't possibly be the leadership guy that was coming in to help the business with building deeper human connection and trust and a few other things in the afternoon. Now, I do wonder if the version of me from 16 months ago had have turned up the back of the room a bit more short back and sides and uh, and the RM Williams is on, the, the boots rather than the, the Converse high tops that... Um, whether or not I would have been seen that way with the bangles and the and the bracelets and the other bits and pieces. So I just want you to think about why we judge and how we judge. And um, and I look at it like this and talk about this a lot with my clients. In fact, I get them to play a game called Judging Mark. And, you know, if you look through the way that we judge, obviously it's what we see. And we judge really quickly. And you'll know this, we make quick judgments. Some people will say, I don't judge. Well, that's bullshit. We all judge. We just may not judge as quickly as others. The second thing is how someone sounds. And at times I might be told, you sound a bit like a bogan, Mark, and that may or may not be true. The next thing is really about the experience that we're having. And and what I mean by that, it could be based around the history. It's like, hey, Mark reminds me of someone. At the moment, it's more of a surfy. I caught up with another good friend yesterday up in the Sunshine Coast, sorry, Gold Coast for breakfast. And he says, oh, you'd fit in here right now because he, he just laughed at me. He's like, you look like you're from here. So I reminded him of someone that lived in a place called Burley Heads. And one of the things we do to judge is we use some of the information we're storing in those filing cabinets in our head to make some judgments. So have you ever thought of someone who reminded you of someone else? And it might be because of the way they look, but it could be because they work in a certain department. It could be from they're from a certain culture, whatever it might be. These things can impact on the judgments you make in that split second. And the next one, which I find interesting is sometimes we're struggling to make that judgment. So we just go with our own preference. And preferences become part of what we used to judge. And I think the last thing which really should be the first thing. It's we make judgments on how someone makes us feel. And I sort of wanted to go there today because I think there's a great opportunity to have that really great first impression on another human being. And that could be a really simple thing. We've got little Hugo in the background here out here. I think he's barking at Betsy, who's the, the dog next door. Um, so thank you, Hugo. So just with this idea of how do you create that first impression? When you walk into that room, you can have an impact on how you are judged. And now that may be 5%, it might be 50%, it could be 90%, but you can have some control on how you're being judged just by the way you walk into the room, just by the way you display your body language, your eye contact, the tonality of your voice. A whole lot of those things can have an impact on how you're going to be judged. And that can go pretty quickly one way or the other. So do you spend enough time in checking yourself before you walk through a door and becoming more present about that? One of the things I try and do, and I'm not great at it all the time, but when I'm on a Zoom call or on a Teams call or something like that, you don't want to turn up on there with resting bitch face, even though you might be uh, actually having a pretty good day, but what people will see on your face will go a long way to how they judge you right from the start, particularly when I'm working with or meeting for the first time new people, I'll try and have not what I call a fake smile on my face, but I'll try and at least have it look like I've not just come out of the worst meeting of my life and 
I'm down in the dumps or I'm angry or I'm frustrated or something like that. I'll just try and have a, I call it a pretty casual, laid back, chilled out smile on my face. And then just say something like, hey, g'day, how you going? Rather than being too formal. Because I think these sorts of impressions can go a long way to making sure that those judgments that are being made of us aren't putting us already into below the line or into a negative position or what I call the shithouse rather than the penthouse. Now, we all know why we judge because we're a survival species and we're always looking for things that may be dangerous to us. And as we have for, for thousands and thousands of years, things have just changed a bit now. So we're still looking for danger, but rather than looking for the danger from the saber-toothed tiger, we might now be looking for danger from the person we think are threatening us to take our job off us or we might be looking for the danger that uh, apparently we're going to lose our office or we've all got to go back to the office. We can't work from home. I've sort of set it up nicely. So we're looking for the things that are going to work against us. And I think that's useful for us in certain situations, particularly I think about driving up to a set of traffic lights I'm going to make a decision or a quick judgment based upon what colour those lights are because if I make the wrong decision, that can be very dangerous for me or for others. And maybe just be thinking about the good that comes out of making judgment because there is good. And I don't know how often you've said it to yourself, but I certainly say it a lot that like the intuition or the gut feel that comes with judgment, providing that you're coming from a place of good intention is usually right. So, it's a good thing to judge. It's a good thing to use your gut um, because there's a lot of evidence now that says that our gut works a bit like our brain. In fact, our gut can fire before our brain and it's that thing that we feel first before we get into the logical algorithm thing of I wonder if this person's good, bad or indifferent. So don't be in a situation where you're not judging but just be really, really conscious of what's the intention behind your judgment, is it going to be helpful or is it going to be harmful to you or to others? And if that's the case, and if it's harmful, you sort of need to check yourself at that moment and clean up your story and think that judgment was important, but my self-awareness is more important to understand that if I'm going down the wrong path here, that it can end in disaster. Now, the great example of that in the workplace is not when you've made judgment, but someone also then decides to pass their judgment on others onto you. So they sort of give you what they call their gift of judgment, which I think is something that at times you'd like to re-gift or you'd like to think you could give it back, but it could be too late, is that if people are starting to tell you about their judgment of others, and I, I do get that quite a bit, I'll be like, you let me work that out for myself. So I think that's a tip that you want to really be conscious of and hang on to is that just be really, really conscious that you're not taking the judgment of others that's been given to you wrapped up as a gift when you realize that it's not the present that you were looking for right then. So just think about it for a minute. When was the last time you made a judgment about someone where when you got to know them a bit better, because as we connect and as we spend more time together and the more that we find out about people, I think the less judgy we become, when was the last time you really sat back and rather than went straight into full judgment mode and then regretted it later on, you spent some time in stopping going to your biases, your conscious or unconscious biases as we do, and just sat with not knowing, but 
having the mindset to be less judgy and to be more about collecting some data, whether it's a conversation or whatever it might be, getting to know some things in common so that you don't get caught up in the game of judgment. It's bloody hard to do because we're so busy that one of the things we do, we use judgment for is a bit of a shortcut for not having to go then and spend time in really getting to know someone. So, you know, our brain will go, let's pick out of our little judgment file the things that we think will be best representative of this human being that we're dealing with. And that can be very, very dangerous. So I think I'm getting judged at the moment. So I'm going to wrap this up. Little Hugo here, the little 10-month-old Dashian, he's making some judgments about me. He's sitting right behind me and he's whimpering a bit because at this time of the day, it is 4.38 p.m. on a Thursday. It's well past what we call his biscuits time. So this is the time where he decides that he gets his second course for the day and he comes and sits near you and he whinges and moans and whimpers until you say, biscuits, and he's just looked up at me and very shortly he will run off to the laundry and he'll get fed for the second time today. Not very judgy at all. Hey, if you love this one, why not rate it five stars? Share it with your friends. If you liked it, share it with your friends as well and maybe start a conversation around judgment and have a really honest conversation about what have we learnt about judgment today in this hall, but more importantly, have a conversation around perhaps some judgments you've made about people in your own team that turned out to be 100% true or correct, but maybe they turned out to be not so true. Hugo, I'm coming, mate, now. To the rest of you humans, keep it simple, keep it practical, and keep it human. And don't be so judgy. Bye for now. Bye for now.